Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, my creepy darlings. This week, I am going to share with you one of my characters from a little book I wrote called The Seventh Book of Shadows. In this story this week, we get to find out what happens when someone lets the darkness take them. This week, you'll be listening to Living Dead Girl. Morgan took a half step into the bar, but stopped right at the threshold where the cold outside changed into the steamy, beery funk of the dive bar. The air steamed around her and she shook out her dark waves before stepping all the way in, plunging into this very human place. She didn't smell any witches She'd spent the last two weeks getting their stink out of her skin, scrubbing away the memory of the girl who'd left her to die on the beach, the girl she loved, the girl who loved her power more than her lover. The bar was full of humans, men and women in flannel and jeans, Morgan stood out the way she did in any place like this, a little too pretty, a little too perfect, and a little too dangerous. Everyone watched as she made her way to the bar, but they wouldn't meet her eyes. Morgan shook her head and ordered her drinks and sat down at a table, wooden and sticky, and with chairs meant to remind people how miserable they already were. The waitress who delivered her drinks was pretty, pale and big-eyed, with a stretch of flat white stomach showing between her jeans and her top. Morgan leaned forward, interested in spite of herself. But then the memory of her ex-girlfriend sat her back in her chair, The waitress dropped off the glass and the bottle of whiskey and strolled back to the bar. Morgan poured herself a glass, no ice, of course, then lit the whiskey on fire with a flash of her hand, fast so no one could see it. She watched the flames lick the glass and held it close to her face, so close, so close that if fire could burn her, She'd be losing eyebrows and lashes. But fire couldn't hurt her anymore. She drank it down, letting the heat sear her throat and the smoke pour out of her nose, feeling the burn and the heat and wishing it would burn her for real. But then the smoke reminded her of death and all the killing she'd done and she let it die in her mouth, and she took another drink, but without the fire this time. 
Three men sat down at the table next to her. They barely glanced at her, and they kept checking their phones and muttering. The waitress brought them each a cheap beer, and something about them bothered Morgan. So she stared at them, openly, while she drank her whiskey, and they ignored their beers. They kept watching the door. Morgan noticed the waitress avoided their table. No one in the bar, except for Morgan, even seemed to notice them. But in the kind of way where they clearly did, they were all just trying a little too hard to pretend like they didn't. Morgan stood and stretched, missing the heavy weight of wings on her back, wings she'd had for too short a time, and walked slowly back up to the bar. She asked the bartender for water and waited until the waitress walked back by. What's up with those guys over there? Morgan asked her, her voice rusty from disuse. The waitress shook her head and kept walking. That told Morgan what she needed to know. Everyone in the bar was afraid of these men. She looked around on her way back to her table. People were leaving slowly, but the bar was a little too crowded still. They'd packed in tables everywhere between the bar and the booths. You had to wind your way through them to get anywhere. Another man, tall and desperate looking, walked in. He was the one they were waiting for. They paid in cash and walked outside. Morgan signaled to the waitress that she'd be back and then followed them out a half minute behind them. They were so intent on their business, they didn't notice her. Something prickled on Morgan's skin, some sense of the familiar. These humans were doing things humans shouldn't do. She wasn't sure what she was going to do. She hadn't decided if she was going to interfere, but part of her recognized another predator, even if these were shabby and weak, and the old urges surged in her blood, lengthening her claws and her teeth, setting her heart pounding and her legs tingling. She smelled prey to soft and weak. No matter what happened, she knew she'd be satisfied at the end of this night. She lingered in a shadow and breathed out whiskey fumes to cover the stench of wet asphalt as the four men walked up to a van, hulking and dark with tinted windows. They spoke in low voices as they opened the back doors. Morgan looked around for security cameras. There were none, of course. She heard crying inside the van and arguing among the men. The one who'd come last looked faintly sick, but he took the cash they gave him. 
Morgan flexed her fingers and stepped into the night behind them. She stood just inches away now, close enough to smell them. Old sweat and dirty clothes, rank and greasy. And in the van, in the van, women and girls, all young, all crying, smelling fresh and sweet and sad and scared. One of them, all big eyes like the waitress inside, saw Morgan behind the men, and she looked even more afraid. Morgan held up a finger to shush her and listened as the men talked about where they would take the girls, what they would do to them before they sold them. Morgan looked at the girls, looked at the men, and for a moment she wasn't sure which way the judgment would fall. The black breath swelled up inside her, wanting to kill, wanting her to let it out so it could kill everyone, the innocent and the men alike. But she shoved it down, controlling it. She wouldn't let it control her again. And then it was decided, a small thing, a tiny step, one of the men jostled her and then, startled, called her a name that men use to degrade women, and he tried to punch her. Morgan slid behind him and reached around with her claws and ripped out his throat. The blood poured out of him, hot and salty, and his friends started screaming at her while the fourth man, the man who'd brought these girls, tried to run. Morgan let him go, facing down the two men. One of them pulled out a knife. She slapped it out of his hand and waited. He lunged for her and she grabbed each of his arms and her hands and she sank her teeth into him, ripping him apart, letting the blood wash over her while her eyes turned to pits and the black crept up from her claws to her hands. His screams turned to gurgles, and she looked at the girl in the van as he died. None of the girls were crying now. They just watched her. The third man stood frozen, eyes wide with fear. The black breath rose in her again as she dropped the dead man on the ground and stepped toward him, but she didn't want it. She didn't want that power. She wanted to kill with her hands. She wanted to drown her rage and pain in blood. She wanted it messy and raw. He turned away from her from the red light burning in the black pits of her eyes, and she shredded his jacket, his shirt, his back with her claws. She knocked him down on the ground and ripped out his soft belly, and then the memory of the fourth man tickled her, and she stepped into his shadow and out again, just a few feet behind him as he ran, and now, 
so far from the van, so far from the innocence. She let it out. She breathed out the death that lived inside her, and the cloud of claws and teeth chittered and giggled as it surrounded him and stripped all the flesh from his body. Morgan looked up at the moonless sky and she howled from a throat raw from screaming and death and her black wings spread out behind her as she cried under an indifferent sky. She sobbed, her tears washing the blood from her face as her great wings stroked the air in the night. She knelt down in the gravel and wrapped her dark wings around her body as she cried for her lost love, for the death that followed her everywhere, for the taste of blood that she loved and hated and that excited her like nothing else, and the three black crows inked on her shoulder watched over her until she was done. And then she stepped into a shadow and went back for the girls in the van. <laughs>